Eric Clapton is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential guitarists of all time, rocking with some of the greatest bands such as Cream, The Yardbirds, and legendary blues musicians John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters. I'm One Bad Comic, and this is Vinyl Snacks. What's up, Vinyl Heads? Welcome to another episode of Vinyl Snacks, baby. That's right. Thank you once again, guys, for coming out. If uh, you're new to this channel, again, uh, this is all about vinyl records that I have. I love talking about them. So if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, like, comment. And if you're a regular, what's up? Welcome back, guys. Thank you very much for coming back. Um, today, we're going to talk about a super cool album that I have in my collection. This one right here. Eric Clapton, Just One Night. Um, Eric Clapton was actually born on March 30th, 1945 in Ripley, Surrey, England. So he's from England, guys. As he grew up, he was led to believe that his grandmother was his mother, when in actuality, it was his quote-unquote sister that was actually his mother. When she was 16, she got pregnant with Eric and was not able to handle the responsibilities. So they put it where around where his grandma was the one that was the mom. So he ended up finding out. I don't know if that had any issues with him because I know he had some type of substance abuse with drugs and alcohol. So that possibly might have uh, led to that type of issue. I mean, I mean, that'd be crazy if you find out that your, your mom is your, your, your grandma and your sister, right? Was your mom. So that that's pretty wild, you know. Um, but as he was growing up, he really liked music a lot. And he was influenced by a lot of great music at that time. And he would actually learn to play, playing along to the records that he would listen to. So that's kind of where he learned to play um, music and the guitar. Um, but this specific album was interesting because I looked it up on his, disc his discography on Wikipedia and I couldn't find it, which was kind of weird. I was like, why can't I find this record? It turns out that it, w it wasn't included in the discography because it was actually released in Japan where it was actually recorded. So it didn't have an official U.S. release. Um, that's why it was difficult. It wasn't actually in his discography. What's up, Vinyl Heads? I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of Vinyl Snacks. Quick announcement, January 13th, I'm going to be at the LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas. Make sure you guys check it out. I'm going to be doing a showcase with some of the funniest comedians in San Antonio. So make sure you guys check me out. I'm going to be out there. You guys can look up uh, tickets at my website at onebadcomic.net. Also, January 15th, I'm going to be at the Upstage Comedy Lounge in San Antonio, Texas. I will be headlining with some really good, funny comedian friends of mine. So make sure you guys check me out. And again, if you guys are looking for tickets, the ticket links will be available on my website, onebackcomic.net. Let's get back to it, baby. Um, there's This one actually has a bunch of cool songs. It's a double disc um, album. So it comes with two records in it. Um, when you open it, it's a picture of Eric Clapton playing a guitar looking like he's having an orgasm, which he probably is. And also a, a short little summary of Eric Clapton um, describing uh, when he goes out to Japan. So it's a pretty simple sleeve on the inside. Um, on the back, you pretty much see all the songs that he plays, uh, which is a lot of the good, a lot of his best songs, including... Um, uh, cocaine, which is one of his biggest hits. It's uh, all about cocaine and, and the admiration for it. 
Uh, it also has um, a, a bunch of other songs, including one specifically that I, I love. It's called Wonderful Tonight, guys, um, which was actually written for a woman named Patty Boyd, right? Patty Boyd, if you guys don't know who this woman is, Patty Boyd was actually George Harrison's first wife. I know. Oh my God. Drama. Yes. George Harrison was actually first married to Patty Boyd. In the 1960s and early 70s, um, George Harrison and Eric Clapton were really good friends. At that time, Patty Boyd was married to George Harrison. And um, they, all three of them would hang out all the time. And, and they, they spent a lot of time together. During that time that they were spending, what nobody was aware of was, was that Eric Clapton was falling in love for Patty Boyd. Um, it got to a point where he couldn't hold it in anymore. Uh, anymore and he sent an anonymous letter to Patty Boyd exp expressing his love for her. Um, he didn't write his name. He just wrote it under a synonym of the letter E. Um, and then she didn't know who it was until a couple of days later when Eric Clapton asked her if she got the letter. And that's how she found out that Eric Clapton was in love with her. Now, Patty Boyd didn't want nothing to do with Eric Clapton or wanted to get in any type of entanglement with him because at that time, Eric Clapton was engaged to another woman. Not only was he engaged to another woman, but he was also having an affair with that woman with Patty Boyd's sister. So he was also seeing her sister while he was saying that he was in love with her. I know, it's it's wild, dude. Plus, not to mention, it's George Harrison, his friend's wife. Yeah, so it, it gets pretty wild, you know what I mean? In desperation, alright, because she doesn't want anything to do with it because of what's going on, Eric Clapton goes to a musician named Dr. John, right? Um, Dr. John is a musician at that time, but is also known uh, to have like these spiritual powers, right? So he goes to Dr. John and he's like, hey man, I want to have this girl. So the myth goes, legend goes, is that Dr. John helps him put pretty much a spell for this to work out for them. That and he he carried around a little straw in a small box or something like that, like a little a little spell box, and he had put it in his pocket, right? So that day that he did that. Um, he goes and sees Patty Boyd and tries to spend the night with her and he's, he's trying to win her over. But their time together is short-lived when George Harrison shows up where they're at. It is at that moment that Eric Clapton pretty much declares his love for Patty in front of George Harrison. What? I know, dude. Super drama! So... Um, George Harrison pretty much is like, all right, well, if you want to, like, he asked her, like, who do you want to be with? That night, she decides to leave back with George Harrison. Um, so she leaves to go back with George Harrison. Eric Clapton gets all bummed out or whatever, and after that starts going down a path of heroin addiction. I can't say that was because of her, but it was around that time that he starts getting heavily into drugs. Um, so as time passes by, George Harrison continues with the Beatles and writes one of the greatest songs of all time called Something. Something was his first composition that made it onto the Beatles' A-side of the vinyl record, which is a big deal. Um, 
the the song something was actually a song about Patty. So Patty influenced George Harrison to want to write one of his greatest songs of all time. Now during this time, a little bit right after that, Eric Clapton comes and he writes his own song for Patty called Layla, which is also one of his greatest songs that he ever wrote. Layla was a song written about Patty. So he goes and he tells her like, hey, look, I wrote a song for you. Can you check it out? She hears the song and pretty much said, she says it like, after I heard that song, I could no longer resist. And ends up getting with Eric Clapton. And then so five years after they get together, they get married. And not only does he, not only does Patty Boyd influence these two amazing songs, but she also influenced another great Eric Clapton song called Wonderful Tonight, which, which, which was written by Eric Clapton for Patty Boyd while she was getting ready and she was taking forever. And he, he wrote that song about Patty Boyd. So Patty Boyd is this like musical muse that influenced these two uh, giants of music of music history to write these beautiful songs about her um Eric Clapton's marriage to Patty Boyd um lasted I, I don't know how long it lasted I think about 6 years I believe and um they ended up getting divorced in late 80s but still it's kind of a cool interesting story and then everybody's like well George Harrison hates Eric Clapton no it's the complete opposite those guys remained pretty close friends even after all this had happened so much so that George Harrison would call Eric Clapton his husband-in-law so that's that's pretty well right so those guys still remain friends and um, all three of them speak really highly of each other I know that they've written books about each other and they, and they talk about the 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 triangle that they had and uh, but everything pretty much seemed like it worked out for everybody in the end but what a crazy 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 story to talk about right because um you never know man love is interesting it th takes you all these places and uh you never know the the greatness that comes out of it and again we got we're we're technically the ones who really got lucky because we got to we got to we got some great songs that came out of it you know so that that's pretty neat and um so yeah, I guess that's about it, guys. Like I said, Eric Clapton just won a great album. Check it out. It's a great live album. If you like live albums, I highly recommend you check this one out. So I guess I'll do it for today's episode of Vinyl Snacks. I want to thank everybody that tuned in today. And um, keep keep let me know in the comments what's your favorite Eric Clapton song. And what do you guys think about that? Would you be able, would you be cool? with um having that type of relationship with somebody let me know in the comments i appreciate you guys i hope to see you guys on the next episode of vinyl snacks <laughs>
Uh, Tom Green's been a huge influence in my life, and I know that he influenced a, 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 a generation for me. Uh, so it's real cool to talk about him today on this episode. Tom Green was born Michael Thomas Green on July 30, 1971 in Pembroke, Canada. That's right. So he's a Canadian. A lot of great Canadians come out of uh, 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 great comedians come out of Canada. Norm Macdonald, John Candy, Jim Carrey. He started uh, pretty much in the same places that they did too at this comedy club, uh, comedy club called Yuck Yucks Comedy Club, um, and that's where he started. He was 15 years old when he started doing stand up, which is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. You know, at 15, I was I was masturbating. All right, that's all I was doing. A lot, a lot, a lot of yanking, a lot of yanking at 15. I had no goals. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but <laughs> but no, but that's who. That's pretty cool, you know. And as he as he grew up, uh, he ended up going to college, and it was in his college years that he started hosting numerous talk show hosts, but over on radio. So it was radio shows that he had with a friend named Glenn Humplick. That's where they met. Um, and then um, after that, he did those. He ended up uh, doing. Oh shit! Why'd gonna, you stop? That was I good. really. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We'll just we'll just cut it. Start off with a guy named Glenn Humpton. Mm-hmm. Go from there and like, yeah, get like Glenn a little Humpton. bit of commentary. Yeah. Give a little bit of commentary yeah. on that. Let's All right. Ready? Cool. Okay. Three, two. Uh, when he met Glenn Humpton, they had a radio show where they would pretty much prank people, and they would they would think it was like razzing or something like that. That was a word where they would pretty much they would prank call people and make fun of them, which was pretty cool, you know. But uh, that's where they met, and they ended up. Pretty much co-hosting the Tom Green show in their later years. Um, also, he was a rapper. A lot of people don't know this. The real fans know what's up. But Tom Green was actually a pretty decently... He's a pretty good rapper. I know he has some stuff out there. Um, he actually uh, was in a rap group called Organized Rhyme in Canada. Um, they were actually pretty good. They released a few singles. I believe they released an album also. And they were actually nominated for a couple of awards, which I think they won a few of them. So that was pretty neat. But yeah, Tom Green was actually a pretty decent rapper. He's actually really, really good. Um, I think he raps on some of these uh, on some of these songs on the vinyl. If you guys have a chance on YouTube, look up Tom Green Exhibit. And they like freestyle together. It's, shit's fire, guys. That It's a hot track. It's a really, really hot track. I highly recommend you guys check it out. And um, it's a real cool little scene where uh, Exhibit and Tom Green freestyle together. And you kind of see him drop in his skills. So it's, it's really, really cool. Um, he continued his comedy career also expanding into public access, which where he had a public access show that he ran for a couple of years. He did over 51 hour episodes on public access, which is pretty it's pretty badass, you know, to be doing that at, at that time. Um, and as he as he kept doing it, he ended up catching the eye of of multiple networks, including the CBC and the Comedy Network, which picked him up uh, for some episodes. Um, as his his career continued, it expanded, and then he caught the eye of the one and only MTV Music Television. Uh, and for most of you people that don't know, for my generation growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s, MTV was the channel to be on. So MTV goes and picks up the Tom Green Show, and Tom Green Show starts coming out on some primetime MTV nights. Uh 
And after that, his show just blows up. It was crazy because his style of comedy was so different at that time because he's going out there. He's doing a lot of like uh, rogue comedy sketches where he's going out to the streets and pranking people and dressing up. And he was just changing the way comedy was being seen at that time, which I thought was super like it was mind blowing for me at the time. This was pre-internet and all that stuff. All you had was was TV. So I remember watching him do all these sketches and it was super hilarious it revolutionized a lot of a lot of the way we see comedy even now, which you can see an influence um, on the new style of comedy. There's a lot of like co- uh, people like Eric Andre and and you know a lot of other a lot of new comics now are doing a little awkward comedy, you know, which I, I think is somehow rooted with Tom Green. Um, so as his career kept blossoming. Uh, he ended up being on Rolling Stone, dude. He covered. He was a cover on Rolling Stone. That's how huge he got. Uh, he created a song called the Bum Bum Song, which came up all the way to number one on TRL. Which everybody knows TRL knows what's up. Like that was a big show, and he made it all the way to number one with people requesting the Bum Bum Song, a song that he created. And he beat all these 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 singers at that time. Um, after that, he ends up getting testicular cancer. In 2000, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer, and um, instead of keeping it private, Tom Green did what Tom Green does, and he made it public. And not only did he make it public, he made a whole special about having testicular cancer. Um, And so in the whole hour special, you're actually seeing his journey with what he has to do to get better, which uh, got a lot of critical acclaim from people for doing that. Um, I believe Tom Green show was discontinued around that time, but he was still able to continue his entertainment career through movies. So that's when he jumped on some movies, on some classic movies like Road Trip, right? Which is still a classic to this day. Road Trip still holds up, but he comes out. He's one of the characters that sticks out in the movie, definitely with the mouth. Ah, puts it in another way. Uh, so that's pretty neat. He does other movies like Charlie's Angels. Um, he does uh, also he makes his own movie um, called Freddy Got Fingered. So he produced his own movie and um, did not to people it flopped, right? It did. It, it was a flop, but I mean, it was so it, it didn't get a lot of critical acclaim, which is like whatever, dude. I, I'm kind of critics. What the fuck do they know, right? I was a big fan of his. I remember when I went to go see the movie. I was too young to go in. But we couldn't buy tickets, me and my friend. But some lady in the back heard us when they told us we couldn't come in. And a lady was like, these are my nephews. Like, I'm going to buy their tickets. So some random lady bought us tickets to see the movie. Which I was, again, I was just such a huge fan. I enjoyed the movie. The movie didn't get a lot of critical acclaim. It even got, like, nominated for the Razzies, which is, like, the opposite of the Oscars. It's an award ceremony for, like, really shitty movies. And uh, But the cool thing is that Tom Green not only was cool with it, but he went and picked up his award personally at the Razzies, which nobody had ever done in 20 years. So that just shows you how fucking cool he was. He went and picked up his award, which is super, super, super dope. Um, but yeah, and after that, he's continued his career. He's done other stuff. He's on tour. He continues to do stand-up all over the country, which is where I met him, was at the LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio. And this is where I actually bought this record. I, I had to go see him. And um, he was selling this vinyl record, which is really, really neat. 
Um, it's pretty much a collection of all his work, including theme songs from his shows. Uh, he's got sketches on here. He's got uh, songs that he's done. He raps on some of these songs. So it's pretty much a collection of all his work over the years uh, that he's been around. Uh, the cover shows Tom Green. It's all green, which is pretty dope. And the cool thing about this specific vinyl is that he signed it for me. And he have, I actually have his autograph on here. And it says to one bad comic, Tom Green, which I'm probably going to frame it. I have to frame it. In the back, it's pretty much a basic uh, uh, a basic view of all the songs uh, that are on each side. So that's pretty cool. Um, if you bring the record out, uh, there's pretty... Pretty much, it's a little, it's a little booklet. It's like a booklet that you open up, and it says the Tom Green album, um, and it pretty much describes who he is, and um, it has a, it's a pretty quick. I could probably put this as a poster, so it's kind of like a long spread. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's what she said. I don't just ping. Um, yeah, and in the back is something. It's, it's a really, it's really cool because he has a whole um, bio about himself, and it's pretty much him. Uh, talking about his career and thanking everybody that's supporting him over the years. So it's uh, it's like a big thank you to everybody, which I think is, is super dope. Um, yeah, but yeah, Tom Green's just been such a huge influence for me my whole life. Uh, when I was a little kid, I remember I always wanted to be a comedian. Like, I wanted to be a comedian since I was like nine years old, guys. Like, for reals. Like, for reals, for reals. And I was always scared to do stand I always I was scared to be funny because... I was scared that people were going to like bully me or make fun of me or like you you don't know when you're growing up in those and those you kind of just want to blend in you know but when I saw the Tom Green show and I saw what he was doing it made me feel like hey well if he can do it then so can I so from there I started to be funny myself and and I just started he made me fearless pretty much that I could do whatever I wanted and still be cool and still be badass so that's why this vinyl record means means it means a lot to me and not only to have met him and to have thanked him personally which I did I thanked him I was like thank you for 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 doing what you did because it made me do what I'm doing so I have a, I can thank him a lot for for influencing me and and he has like this I feel like this connection with him that allowed me to be a comedian and be the person that I am today. And I don't think I don't know if I would have been able to do it if it wasn't for people like him. So it's it's pretty neat to hold this little piece of this little piece of history of my life right here. And not only that, but also signed by the man Tom Green. So I I, I had to share this with you guys, and um, I hope that you guys follow him. Make sure you guys go to his shows because he's still holding up. He's still kicking ass. Super cool guy. Super down to earth to meet. And uh, I'm sure you guys will have a treat when you go out and check him out. So that'll be it for today's episode. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for coming out and uh, spending a couple of minutes with me and enjoying um, vinyl snacks. I'll catch you on the next episode, baby. Peace.